welcome to Plex Weather. Uh, we have uh, two shows this week. Uh, we've already previewed the upcoming game with Emily Olson, but now we're going to talk a little bit about that. Talk about a little bit about some other things uh, with the Washington Spirits, Dorian Bailey. Dorian, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I want to start with something that I don't know if anyone else is going to be interested in this, but I know I was thinking about writing an article um, about this earlier in the year before the events of 2020 have kind of made it so that it was not, maybe not the most uh, pertinent article in the world. Um, but mm -hmm. I, I remember from the very first game you played with the Spirit in preseason last year, something jumped out at me right away as a uh, soccer shoe nerd. Um, you were wearing some some throwbacks, uh, some throwback Nikes that hadn't been around for a while, and I feel like you've been wearing them forever until last weekend. Uh, it looked like you were wearing some new ones. Uh, is there is there something to that? Am I am I crazy or what's happening there? No, you're you're right, and I also am a soccer nerd about like my cleats, and I love those cleats. They're the best cleats I've ever worn. So comfortable. Mm -hmm. The real leather. I don't know when they came out. Maybe like 2013 or something. Like it's been it's been a while. Mm -hmm. But um, you can only get them on eBay because they don't sell them anymore. And they ran out of sizes on eBay, so I had to upgrade to like newer Nike cleats. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, yeah so I, you're right though. Okay. Um, yeah, because because I saw them and I was like, those are from years ago, and they looked new um, from the very first time. I was like, those look like they're brand new. How is this even possible? And then, you know, over time it kept, you know, it also helps that if you're far away in the press box or watching on TV and trying to quickly write something up, um, this is advice. I don't know how many people are listening to this that are getting into soccer blogging, but um, if you are not sure who a player is, if you can start telling their shoes apart, it, it helps add up to who someone was that, you know, had a different play that, maybe you don't have a replay uh, showing you exactly what happened. Uh, you can figure it out with shoe type. Um, so that's, that's another reason I go to it, but mostly it's that, you know, I worked at a soccer shoe store um, and I spend a lot of time looking at soccer shoes that I quite frankly shouldn't be looking at because I can't afford them. <laughs> um, what, uh, how many, how many pairs have you gone through? Cause I feel like I've seen uh, a bunch of different styles over the, the two seasons you've been here. Yeah, um, I've probably gone through, like, over 20 pairs of them, I would say. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, do do yeah, you have any... I've been wearing... No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. But I've, been, I've been wearing them since I was, like, very young. Like, when they first came out, like, I mm -hmm. knew that was like, the shoe for me. So I've been wearing them ever since. Um but yeah, they, they really don't last as long anymore. I don't know mm. if the glue is kind of old now. So like, I, I feel like they just don't last as long as they used to. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that takes me back to being in the soccer store and telling people, you know, some of these shoes are just, they're not going to hold up uh, as much as the old school versions. And they'll be like, no, no, it's the same. And I'm like, I, I really don't think it is. You're going to be back here sooner than you think. Um, So I guess I guess it's, it's helpful to hear that I'm not just... Uh, you know, suspicious of actually, there's actually something to it. I guess I wanted to, uh, well, we've started, I guess I, my first real on the field soccer question is coming off of this last game against Chicago, you took a pretty bad tackle. It looked like, uh, 
you know, there was a while there where it looked like you might need to sub out. You got your ankle taped up. How are you doing physically after that? I am all good from the tackle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like twisted my ankle in the process of it, mm-hmm. but that is, I mean, that happens all the time. You just got to tape it up. So nothing more than that. So I was actually pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear that that you're doing well. Um, I know, you know, I know Chicago, it seems like they always play a physical style of soccer. It's not that they're trying to commit uh, dirty fouls or anything, but they they get stuck in against everybody. Um, How do you feel like you as a player and how the spirit as a group did against them in the last meeting? And, and, you know, what does that does that change anything for uh, going out to uh, Illinois this week? Yeah. Um, so I would say like them having a man down definitely changed the game. You know, Mm -hmm. I would say it was more even until that had happened. And then we definitely had the run of the play in the, in the second half. Um, I think going into this next game, we also just need to be like physical and ready for that battle. Again, it's always a battle with them. Mm -hmm. Um, but just kind of learn things from the past game and implement it into this next one. And yeah, I, I think we can, I think we can beat them again. <laughs> that's, that's good to hear. I know they, um, they had a, a really good performing performance against uh, sky blue. Um, how do you deal with the fact that, you know, they were playing this week, this past weekend and you, it was just training, you know, does that, does that extra time training help because of the way 2020 has been set up? Or is it one of those things where you're kind of like, I wish we had a game this weekend instead? Um, I think it, it does help a little bit because, I mean, we had two games in a row, like back-to-back weeks. And, I mean, without so much preparation for mm. this fall series, I think it has been nice to have an off weekend. So we're ready to go again. I wanted to th- – this is another – thing that I was thinking about with rookies in general, uh, you were a rookie last year and that, that draft day experience, because I know um, I've heard from other players that it's kind of, it's all kind of a blur. And I know I was, I was out there for that draft. um, But I don't think, I don't think we got to talk um, uh, somewhere in the press scrambles. I just, uh, I think I missed it. Um, what is your memory of draft day? What is that what is that experience like once you've heard your name actually announced in the room? So I actually wasn't at the draft. I okay. was just watching on the phone and I I was just kind of like passively watching cuz I was I was nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wasn't like totally locked in, but then all of a sudden I just like kind of heard my name and I went over to the phone and I was like and they were playing like my little highlight reel mm-hmm. um I was so excited and then after that I I probably got like a hundred messages from from people saying congrats and mm-hmm. yeah it was pretty it was a pretty cool moment in my life yeah um I, I'm in a way I'm glad to hear that it wasn't that I missed getting the interview because that just means <laughs> I did a bad job at the draft um no no so, I wasn't there <laughs> Okay. Uh, that, that, that's helpful for me. Cause the, the other thing with those with draft day is I've, I found myself not getting enough sleep beforehand and then kind of being, uh, doing my best, but also kind of like not being fully, fully present, uh, 
for these things. And so I've, I've missed a few. I had, I had a moment with Ashley Sanchez where I thought I was, I was in a good spot to interview her while she was, they were doing the photos this year. And then she got moved about 15 feet away from me. And I was suddenly like, well, I'm not going to, this is now, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have any audio or anything like that. So um, draft day, I guess is an adventure for, for all of us is, uh, is the story yeah. there. It honestly sounds just as stressful for you. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's stressful necessarily as much as it is just uh it's it's a lot to take on uh and it can be very confusing by the end. Um Yeah, yeah. But you know, once once you were drafted by the Spirit, obviously you played at UNC, you're from Kansas. Uh was this your first, was moving here to play? Was that your first experience uh in this part of the world? Um, in around DC, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I yeah, I had gone to North Carolina, so I was already like on the East Coast or away from home for like the past four years. But um, but yeah, it, it was it was kind of nice that it was so close to North Carolina because I I consider that a little like piece of home for me. So I I was kind of happy that it was close to something that I know very well and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what is what it? You know, those are uh, there. There's something to life, you know, in the DMV. Um, maybe it's just uh, you know, I've spent my whole life here. So for me, when I go somewhere, everything is like you know, the the extremely mild differences seem very big to me. Um, what is your experience living living in this region now for for a couple of years? Okay. Well, one of them <laughs> is that. <laughs> the parking lots around here are so tight and crammed like mm-hmm. it's so hard to maneuver your car <laughs> around here yeah um i haven't hit anything thank god but mm-hmm. like that is it, there's just a lot of people around here <laughs> in a little space um but i actually love going into dc um mm-hmm. i love going to sporting events down there um just hanging out there's always something going on like something to do so i really like being close to the city um yeah i've i really enjoyed it so far uh outside of soccer what uh what sporting events are you looking to go to um we've been to a few dc united games i went to a nationals game mm-hmm. i would love to watch the caps play i've yet to do that mm-hmm. um yeah i think that's it cool um it's it's always interesting. I, I always find myself wanting to know what people think uh, when they've they've been from somewhere else and they come here. And I, I'm not too surprised that there's a car related uh, <laughs> issue because it you know the the driving experience alone is is something else. Uh, everyone else seems very chill, and then you get here and everything is like a white knuckle experience. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad to hear you. You haven't, you've avoided any parking lot accidents. I, I, I got, when I got my license, I got about three days in before someone hit my car while it was parked. Um, so, uh, not that car was, uh, it was beat up. So it was like, people were like, okay, how did you even know there was a new dent? And I was like, aha, very funny. Um, but that (laughs) is, that is the way things are here, I guess. Um, you know, going back to, um, your time at North Carolina, my understanding is that you were pretty much a full-time midfielder. Is that correct? 
Yeah, uh, mostly midfield. I would play like the eight or the ten, mm-hmm. occasionally the six, and then I actually played a little bit of like outside forward mm-hmm. as well. And, and you know, so so you have that experience, uh, but then with the spirit, I, I mean, it sounds like UNC maybe the positional moving around it you might have been prepared because i know with the spirit you've played i don't know like six seven different positions it feels like yeah it definitely feels like that um (laughs) you know that's kind of been the story my whole life i would say like even like growing up when i was Mm -hmm. like playing youth soccer i would mostly play like left midfield so Mm -hmm. kind of like a flank player already back then and then uh I kind of transitioned into the midfield and played like in the central roles for a little bit. So, I mean, I, I like playing both positions, so I kind of get the, the best of both worlds. You know, I get to do a little bit of everything. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when, I don't know how far in your spirit career it was before the coaching staff was like, uh, you know, did did anyone even pull you aside and say, like, listen, uh, Dorian, we're thinking about playing you as a fullback, or or was it one of these situations I know last year with um with injuries, left back especially was cycled through so many people. Was it a situation where it was like the day before a game, like, hey, someone got hurt at training, we're gonna need you to play left back tomorrow? Was it was it like that, or was it more preparation for you? Um it probably was not so much preparation. <laughs> um, I, it probably wasn't like spur of the moment, like day before the game. Like I never played there before, but mm-hmm. um, but I, I feel like I was just kind of thrown around everywhere because we we really didn't have many outside backs anyway. And then there were also injuries to the outside backs we did have, so we were just really really running low on outside backs. And I, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, I, I can do it if they trust me. Like, I, I'll trust myself. Like, <laughs> I just mm-hmm. had to learn the position a little bit. But um, but once I did, you know, it's, it's been all right. It's been all right. Yeah. Um, was there anyone that you leaned on uh, as far as guidance and advice uh, having to play fullback from time to time, including this last game against Chicago? For the most part, you were you were over there at left back. Yeah, um, that would just be Aubrey and the two center backs. Like, every mm-hmm. time I go back there, I'm like, just talk to me. Like, tell me when you want me to go or stay. Um, just having communication from someone behind you is crucial. Like, especially, mm-hmm. like, in my first year when I wasn't so experienced back there. Like, like having – if I was playing on the right, it would be Paige or, like, the, the left with Sam, you know. Having mm-hmm. them tell me when to go, when to stay, that was extremely helpful. And then Aubrey also is always like organizing us in the back line and telling us when to tuck in and stuff. So really, just center backs and goalkeeper. I rely on them a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've noticed uh, whenever we speak to Aubrey after a game in person, at least you know this year we haven't been able to do it, but uh, she often comes off sounding very hoarse, like she's about to lose her <laughs> voice anytime. Um, yeah. But uh, I mean that's that's life as a goalkeeper, I guess. Uh, you you've got to be heard. So, um, it's always it's impressive to me that she gets through the those interviews at the end of the game because it sounds like for all the world she could just use uh some time to rest her voice and and be ready for next week. Um, yeah, for sure. I I think she probably yells at me to tuck in mm-hmm. like a hundred times a game. <laughs> 
which is great though because I, I need it but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah she's always on top of it um speaking of you know obviously we're talking about the versatility that you've shown playing all these different spots um sometimes that means these in-game switches where it's, it's the coaching staff changing something after a sub or after a hydration break, something like that. Um, last week, uh, or not last week, but in the last game, obviously there was the move to three at the back and, and pushing you further up as a wing back rather than as a fullback. Um, what is that experience like? Is, is it something where you have to take a second to really think it through, or is it better to, to not overthink the, the big changes that get made in the middle of a game? Um, I try not to overthink it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I mean, you can get bogged down in so many details, mm-hmm. but, but usually like before we'll take the field, like maybe I would like, if I'm getting moved into midfield, like I'm trying to think like, what were the midfield points? Like whatever the like specific things they were like, were they trying to force the midfielders one way? Like, you know, cause there's, cause I was so focused on the defensive roles and what I was going to do. So now I'm like, okay, what were the midfield roles? Like what are the mm-hmm. key points I need to work on? So sometimes it can be like a little confusing, but um, I mean, it's soccer, right? You just, you go out and play. So, <laughs> yeah. That's uh that sounds a lot like uh, it, it kind of, that, that kind of underscores why I think the, the coaching staff, wanted to bring you aboard and has put you in a lot because I I know from speaking to them in the past about, you know, this player is playing this position and Richie always comes back. She's like, well, she's a good footballer. Um, And, and it seems like for him that kind of supersedes all the other stuff of, well, she hasn't played a lot at this position or that position. It's like, well, she's a good footballer. So it'll, it'll, it'll almost like it'll work itself out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. thinking about this weekend um it's kind of it's yet another unique 2020 experience because you had the challenge cup where you were out in utah at essentially a neutral venue for so many teams um this is the first time you're going on the road to play another team at their stadium all year um what is what has the build-up been like obviously you've got to deal with uh COVID testing and staying safe on that front and getting to and from uh, Chicago as well. Um, what has this week been like, for, uh, given that it's the first time all season you're doing this? Um, you know, it's, it's really not that different from any other week, if I'm being honest. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the schedule has been like moved around a little bit. So yeah, obviously we have to travel on Friday now. But um, yeah, it really hasn't been that different. Um, we just kind of keep doing the same thing. Like we don't really change our <laughs> schedule too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, I think we're, we're excited. Though. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, thinking about Chicago specifically, you know, they uh, their attack this year with the players that they don't have available or that left uh, last year in the off season. Um, it seems like they are more based around speed than maybe in the past when Yuki Nagasato has been such a big part of it, but she's not necessarily the fastest player in the world. Um, and this year, that that front three that they played in both games is, it seems to me at least, that they're uh, quite fast. Uh, how do you, may, whether it's playing 
in the back or in the midfield. Um, you don't have to reveal that information on the podcast. I, I'm also not sure that Rory Dames is listening to this show. Um, <laughs> but uh, in either case, um, how do you how do you deal with uh, slowing them down, keeping the game contained, and, and keeping it maybe at the pace that the Spirit want to play rather than at the pace that Chicago would like to play at? Yeah, I would say that just starts from the top down, like being able to put pressure on the ball so like they can't hit a long ball over the top and like and run by us right Mm -hmm. so just yeah applying pressure on the ball or like staying organized that they can't play in between our lines or through us just staying compact um yeah there's there's a lot of things that go into it but you're you're right they're very fast Mm -hmm. (laughs) very fast this year I was I was watching the game this past weekend and like a lot of their goals came from just and I was like, wow, <laughs> they got some fast players up there. <laughs> mm. uh, I, I guess the, the one other question that I've got written down here, um, you know, I mentioned that uh, you're from Kansas and I was just reading uh, an article on uh, the Beautiful Game Network, uh, which asked you a little bit about barbecue. So I wanted to uh, talk a little bit more about that. Um, What's your go-to when you're going to get barbecue? What is the absolute must for you that you have to get? Okay, so I love talking about barbecue. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) My favorite place is called uh, Kansas City Joe's. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have the best pulled pork brisket I I mean I've ever had in my life. And their sauce is so good. They won so many awards, like, Mm -hmm. like, they're legit so but you know what What, what's even better about that place though it's like everything there is good like their fries are like the best fries I've ever eaten Mm -hmm. like they have red and rice it's just so everything is so good the ribs you're just never disappointed so that is my go-to when I go home Mm -hmm. but there's like there's probably like 10 places that that like you could ask a Kansas City person and they would like name a different place because there's so many and they're all very good. <laughs> mm. Um what 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 constitutes good barbecue in your in your eyes, whether it's um pulled pork or ribs or or, or some other dish, what is it that um is the like determining factor for you whether something is is definitely good or maybe not so good? Um so for me it would be like not a lot of fat on the meat mm-hmm. like um let's see that the sauce like i've had north carolina barbecue it's like more vinegar based mm-hmm. uh, that's not that's not for me as much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely like the tomato based sauce um let's see what else just like tender meat that's not dry mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that I, I don't really know. <laughs> no, um, how, how did you have to, did people give you a hard time when you were at UNC about the, the, the barbecue, uh, you know, the dispute between Kansas city versus um, the North Carolina style with the vinegar sauce. And I know there's also the, the South Carolina style that has the mustard base, which for me, that's not, yeah. I, I want to avoid that one of the, of all of them. Yeah. That would probably be my least favorite as well. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, because at North Carolina, like 
most of the people that go to North Carolina are from North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So they were all like, like, our barbecue is the best. It's so good. I'm like, well, none of you guys are from Kansas City, so you don't even know, like, what you're missing. Mm -hmm. Um, But they definitely thought that theirs was superior. (laughs) I beg to differ. Have you had any luck finding a barbecue out here that that maybe doesn't quite match Kansas City, but at least uh, can stand in on a temporary basis? Um... You know, I I really don't eat much barbecue when I'm away from home. Okay. Partially, you know, just because, like, why w- would I when it's like <laughs> when it's always like not disappointing. That's the wrong word to use, but like mm-hmm. it's never as good as like at home. Mm-hmm. But I actually did go to one place. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Maybe like Smokehouse something. It mm-hmm. was kind of in a weird it was like a little small place um it, it was pretty good but i think that's the only barbecue place i've had in in this area <laughs> is it is it tough to fit barbecue in during the season i feel like that's maybe not the best um training or pregame fuel <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's definitely not the pregame meal um <laughs> yeah that's probably another reason why i don't eat it mm-hmm. around here so much it's like you know, it is kind of heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of red meat, so. Yeah. I, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I had a friend, uh, I played on an indoor soccer team for years. It was just me and my buddies. And my friend would come from work whenever we'd have a seven or eight o'clock game and he had to get dinner after work. Um, and he would always show up and he'd be like, yeah, I stopped at Chipotle on the way here and I just ate a whole burrito and I was like why did you do that we have we're playing a game right now and he's like don't worry about it and he would inevitably score a goal but then also spend the rest of the game running at like 50 percent speed uh once he got his goal it was like all he had in him so um the (laughs) the idea of eating a a full barbecue meal I think strikes me as similar except maybe not even having the energy to to score the goal early and then you know you just want to be on the bench and take a nap, I would think. Yeah, yeah, take a nap, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did want to, I didn't jot this down, I almost forgot. Um, you uh, were one of the players from the Spirit at uh, Audi Field recently helping um, bag up uh, care packages for, for DC scores. Uh, what went into that? What does that uh, sort of thing mean to you as far as um, helping out the community beyond playing soccer? Yeah, um, DC Scores is an awesome organization, and I I don't know, someone had put in a group message, like our team group message, and was like, DC Scores is having this, like, awesome, like, care package kind of thing for all, like, their kids that they can't have the camps for, Mm -hmm. Um, and so a lot of us were really excited to go and help, like, obviously we love soccer. We want everyone to love soccer. And that just seemed like a really good opportunity to help out in the community for like, I mean, obviously a lot of things were affected by COVID this year. So it was important to us to to help others and, you know, just like have a, have a little influence in the community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, Are there any other um, things along that line that you're, that you're working on right now or that you've got, um, that you want to bring attention to uh, whether it's here or, or on bigger platforms than, than this, uh, this brand new podcast. Um, me personally, 
No, but, you know, a lot of my teammates are doing really cool, like, charity uh, organizations. Like, Ashley Hatch has one called Boots for uh, – Boots for – it's Boots for, like, kids, but basically it's just, like, whatever cleats that we – don't want to wear anymore like are a little old we like donate them to mm-hmm. a kid with the same size it's like a personalized message sam Staub is doing something with um like an auction charity um so yeah i mean we have a we're always trying to be out there in the community like doing mm-hmm. doing good work <laughs> yeah uh, I, i'm i'm being informed uh by by mason that this uh that ashley's uh charity is boots from pros boots from pros okay i was like yeah. boots for pros like that doesn't that's not yeah, right that would that would be a strange one uh i would be a little confused <laughs> about that <laughs> i like stopped myself i was like boots from pro no <laughs> but yeah boots for, yeah that makes sense cool um well uh dorian thank you so much for coming on where can people find you online what you mean like my instagram handle uh, yeah, if you want, we can uh, we can we can promote you that way. If if our listeners are probably already following you, but if not, um, I mean, I think it's like DJ Bailey nineteen. That's my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Thanking Dorian one more time. We'll wrap it up here. You can follow Plex Weather on Twitter at Plex Weather. Uh, that has the site, which is plexweather.pinecast.co. If you want to transcribe that into your uh your browser uh if you want to do it that way that's how you do it type those words um you can find the show on google podcasts apple podcasts stitcher spotify apparently if you rank and review or or if you rate and review i don't think that they do podcast ranking um if you rate and review apparently it helps i don't know if that's true or not but people keep saying it on other podcasts and they seem to know more than i do so i'm going to accept that they probably know more than me if you want to help support the show uh, via the tip jar, the link for that is either in the Twitter bio or on the uh, actual website on, on Pinecast. Uh, it's down at the bottom. I cannot figure out how to move it up higher. Uh, so for the time being, it has to sit at the bottom because I don't know how else to, to get it to not sit at the bottom. Uh, and that's it. I should probably end the show. So I'm going to. Thanks for listening. <laughs>